Namaste. So the question is about yoga, bhoga and roga. So yoga as we know is union with the divine. Bhoga is enjoyment in the term. Bhoga, not bhoga. Okay, bhoga. Yoga and roga. Roga is disease. So is bhoga bad? Bhoga is about enjoyment. No. But it must be on a sound basis. When we look at Sharbindo's um, hierarchy of realizations that he promises in the yoga. So he puts it like this. Shuddhi Mukti Siddhi Bhukti So first step is purification. It's a long process. Sometimes it may take 12, Shubhinda says minimum 12 years. And if you see the scope of integral yoga, there are parts which will keep on getting purified. Someone asked uh, Pranabda about the vital and he said, you know, it continues to give you trouble till quite some time. <laughs> vital in everybody is like that. Because it always feels forever young. It's the life force. So it, it doesn't get the sense uh, what's happening to the body. And it should not. That's true. So purification, especially the vital and the lower vital, more specifically, takes the longest time. That's the place where the fight takes place. Why? Because lower vital is supported by the subconscious and the physical. It's right there. See, if you take the panch prana, then the twofold vayu, which is downward. So lower vital means food, sexual enjoyment, fears, ambitions. These are things which are deeply rooted in the subconscious. And even when one tries to get rid of them, they keep coming, they keep returning. So purification is a long process. <coughs> purification implies not destruction, but refining, 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 refining. Till whatever can arrive at the highest level of refinement, where it is ready to be integrated with the divine new creation, it can go. If it cannot, certain things will drop off. Like fear cannot be. Fear is impurity which cannot be refined. So that's how one proceeds. Shuddhi. When there is purification, mukti comes. Because you discover you. What was holding us back? These were the chains. What are the chains? The enemies of the soul as described in um, all spiritual literature. And Sri speaks of them as the band of the spirit's enemy whose names are lust and greed and fear and ambition. Kama, Krodha, Lobha, Moha, Mad, Matsar. Kama is of course lust. Lust is not just about sexual act. Sexual act can have its own dignified things. Sri says that. But it's about possession, wanting to enjoy, take pleasure and possess. That lust is that. It could be about anything. It could be about a human being. You lust after a property. You lust after wealth. So that's why we have that line. Tene taktene bhunjita magrida kasasuddhana. To lust after somebody else's things. So this is where lust. Kama, krodha. Again, it keeps us tied to the fetters. It is like the coal fuel. You can't fly an aircraft based on coal. You have to change the energy. So people driven by crowd or anger cannot really go easily forward. Coal is okay for old time coal engines. But it's not ready for taking the aircraft up. So krodha, lobha, greed. What happens with greed? It keeps us tied to the surface things which you want to acquire more and more. 
in various ways whether it be for wealth whether it be could be for position whether it could be for power anything and the mother goes on to say that tumors are because of greed so there is an excessive multiplication because desire stimulate the organs and when there is greed these organs begin to work over time so greed lobha kaam krodh lobha moha attachment it takes away love attachment is the uh, it means egoistically binding someone to oneself this attachment you see attachment little like a string you tie a person to yourself its extreme forms can be so dangerous it can take very vicious forms you've seen those films where somebody is extremely so called in love with a person use the word love the hindi movie was there dar there are english movies i have seen like that where you literally make a person captive of your own little space you provide everything to the person but you don't want the person to move out freely you seen such movies it's so dark and dangerous form it is a extreme form of attachment but attachment literally means tying the person and when you tie a person you are also tied so this is the paradox <laughs> you tie something you are tied so attachment it it takes away the possibility of love love acts in freedom and vastness attachment makes us small so kama krodh lobha moha this was moha it's a state of delusion where you are i mean same attachments and moha is that so it's a delusion you you value the object not for its intrinsic value but because of its outer form what it can give you so moha is all these things mad vanity damb which means i am somebody so if you are somebody god has no space to enter even you go to god and say i am somebody so god says look here <laughs> if you are somebody you stay there but when you go to god and say i am nobody then he makes you somebody <laughs> otherwise <laughs> i am somebody then sometimes god's uh, get people they want to put you in the right track so if you say i am somebody the person says you are just anybody you don't like it then the person says you are nobody actually he is doing a great favor he is teaching us that in fact in front of the divine we are nobody there is a prayer of the mother before the without the we are nothing we can do nothing so moha mad mad is about believing falsely abhiman pride vanity all this is part of mad and matsar jealousy it's a very dark emotion it's like a uh, not just a fire but uh, knife which cuts you from inside it's like a scar on the soul and jealousy can again take many forms so what are they doing they are tying the soul soul is captive to them so when you purify get rid of these it is free mukti and of course there are other things also it's i mean in integral yoga you have to the soul has to soar further it's not enough to just be free but if it can free itself from these six knots born out of ego it's because of ego personality that one has all these six things and mother adds to it a seventh one which she says is the root of all misery and she says bhay fear worst kind of impurity so when they they are all born out of the egoistic consciousness which shrinks enters a hole so 
these are the band of spirits and me. So when there is Shuddhi, there is Mukti. There can be no Mukti without Shuddhi. There is no fast food yoga. There is nothing like I'll do this technique and I'll get Mukti. Of course, somebody else will, you will get Mukti, but from something in your purse. That Mukti you will get. So after when you spend, you know, some $2,000, $5,000, you better believe that you are in a nice feeling. Because, you know, after all, man doesn't want to be cheated. It creates dissonance. So when people give money and undertake a course, they invariably feel good. Because it's, you know, you tell them, just walk to the Samadhi, pray to Shurabindu and the mother, you will be fine. Those who are open, yes, instantly, because you cannot deceive them. They are open psychically. But those who are not, this cannot be. So they will undertake a great labor, pay money, go to some far off place. Learn some technique of meditation, they will say, now I am feeling better. Yes, because you have been, burden has been lightened. Those 10 days you did not eat proper food, you you cut yourself from self. It is temporarily lightened. But everything will come back. The moment you are back to the world, this mukti is a conditional mukti. And not even a mukti proper, but yes, conditionally. So that's why we see in Savitri, what is that freedom which when one cannot be free even in bonds? That is true freedom. You may be outwardly in bonds and yet you are free. That's what Shurabindu writes in his poem, Invitation. With the wind and the weather beating around me, up to the hill and the moorland I go. And that poem is about his stay in the Alipur jail. That he is, that is the real mukti. So you have Shuddhi, Mukti. Then you have Siddhi. After Mukti, Siddhi means the perfection of the whole being. Siddhi is not about some vital powers. Whole being arrives at its perfection. The mind is full of a plenary supramental illumination. The heart is filled with the sweetness of divine love, its beatitude and bliss. The life is full of the luminous force of the divine. It becomes the Dadikravan, uh, the horse which drives the chariot of the sun. And the body itself, it is filled with the wine of the divine's ananda. When this happens, then there is bhukti, the enjoyment. What is that enjoyment? The way divine enjoys creation. So divine is not a spoiled sport. He doesn't want to know, you, I want you to be in pain and misery. No. If he gives us pain and misery, it's only so that we can enjoy the world better. So these are the four steps of the yoga. Shuddhi. Purification, Mukti, liberation. Liberation from all those things which were tying us. Siddhi, the growth and perfection of the being, which cannot come as long as we are tied in fetters. So, Siddhi, each part in us must grow to its fullness. And then Bhukti, a divine enjoyment of the world, just as the Lord enjoys. Isavasyam idam sarvam yatkincha jagatyam jagat Namaste.